did mention, and we somehow haven't even gotten to it yet, but you did mention Alphamania. Now, when did that project start and how did you see it being different and separate from Survival Unit? The project started, I would say, actually 2002, but uh, it really got started in 2003 and it it's uh, entirely due to the encouragement of Project Thought that the project came about. And at the time I was uh, having quite, uh, it's a bit of uh, understatement, but uh, I, uh, I had some personal problems at that time. And uh, I kind of dealt with it uh, by doing these recordings and locking myself into a basement and recording with whatever I had at hand and I had, I, I felt that it had become limiting in a sense to work with this whole aesthetic and uh, form of sound that I did in survival unit. It, it felt at the time as something that had to be done after a certain model that I had created myself. So I, I had forged my own uh, chains shackles so it was time to do something entirely different but at the time i did not plan to release it or anything i just sent a cassette to project hot and he was overwhelmed by it and he insisted on releasing it through his label hot band and that is what uh, became from fix to fix from there on the the project has taken many many different manifestations, uh, shapes, and uh, different lineups and so on. But I have been the, the, the core member of it. But uh, I would say that the whole uh, anti-social realism, the early days has with time become uh, obsolete. It, it is something I had had to leave behind at some point. So now we have not released too much material in the in the last couple of years, but uh, since seven years, we have been working on a, a double LP that is, uh, it is done more or less. We just have to make selection of the, the material. We have uh, enough material for four LPs or something. It's just uh, at some point it felt like I had to to choke the the flow of releases coming out. It was too um, too many things being put out. So I had to step down in that sense. And instead I I felt uh, a need to reevaluate what I was doing and to, to question everything that I had been doing, really. Because it was, uh, it, it felt like uh, being held back by, by the ghosts of my past. There was a quite radical change of conceptual matters. And also, I would say, a quite different, different approach to, to the sound and uh, also visual aspect. So. I, I really hope that uh, this year on the 
20 year anniversary of the project we will get our debut album out so it has been long overdue it was uh, first in intended uh, as uh, an lp called far suit or uh, dogma chase label in in japan i think this was 2007 we had finished this and uh, we had uh, bad luck of uh, the label going bankrupt or something and um, then the material was shelved uh, it was um, just waiting for for proper release and uh, the guy from lost vessel offered to do it but then he kind of ceased his operations which was a pity he really uh, did some exceptional material i would say one of my favorite tape labels from recent years uh, fully agreed yeah. yeah great stuff yeah now actually we, we have a, a cassette coming out through another japanese label called advaita this will be a way to make use of all these uh, odds and ends from the from the various recording sessions we have done now for the album there is a lot uh, like we are we have actually been an active band even though we haven't released so much over the past decade we rehearsed on a regular basis and also uh, i recruited some some other people than uh, than I usually had. I, I did some albums for the Autarkeia label in Lithuania, and around this time I had a guy Tony Halien who joined me, uh, who was on this uh, on the picture discs. So, but he he and I parted ways in uh, 2012, I think, and uh, now in uh, since. Uh, Five years or something, I've been working with uh, um, my friend Victor Ferner from from Young Hustlers and other projects. Uh, he used to be a singer with the D-beat band Strictlickers. That's uh, really one of the most violent and sick uh, punk bands to emerge from Sweden over the like since the since the days of of uh, slickers and uh, moderate liquidation all these bands they were the only ones to really incite hatred and disgust amongst people so it's a great person to have recruited for for alpha mania and although he's not the same person like uh, some chaotic punk anymore he is a very useful resource and he has contributed a lot to to Armenia and also i took the uh, i took the risk of introducing a new uh, someone from the new generation i think this is important to to give space for also the, the younger generations uh, so I I recruited 
Lucas, who local guy who is uh, doing music by name Galme, put out a tape of his some years ago, and he has been carefully observing in silence, almost like uh, Pythagoras did with his uh, disciples. They had to remain silent for years while only observing and learning. And then uh, after their initiation, they were allowed to speak again. But uh, this, uh, this guy has been uh, contributing also a good... Um, and uh, like uh, some interesting perspectives and new ways of uh, developing the sound for me it's always good to work with sound in uh, in a live setting i think a studio so uh, to improvise and experiment with with the music we have uh, managed to to change it a lot really so uh, enough about that but i hope that we have the have the new album out now before the end of the year on tesco organization uh, this has been in the workings for a long time and feels like we finally are prepared to to let go of it it's called evighetssakaren the seeker of infinity oh. and it corresponds a lot with our strivings i would say and uh, like the personal quest, it, all this has turned into. That's exciting. And what a fitting home for the album that that's going to be something to really look forward to. Uh, I'm excited to have that out through Tesco. Of course, they have been a huge uh, inspiration throughout the years. They have uh, served a really important role. The same goes for, for hospital also. I'm very happy to work together with, with them in in the United States, and I hope that it will be possible to put out um, some kind of retrospective release with survival unit material. This is also something that has to be done. There is a lot of material that is unheard, and there is uh, like a solo album coming from me on on Hospital that oh, great. is already recorded. I really should mention uh, what I have been working with over the, the past couple of years here, because I have been a very withdrawn person, quite uh, in uh, isolation almost, which I apologize for to some, of course, but I have been working in a very obsessed way with uh, finalizing the first issue of uh, Gift Nolan, The Poison Needle, and this is uh, a book or a fanzine that I have been uh, working with on a daily basis almost for like, since before the pandemic started. And it is coming out uh, this summer and uh, it's a over 500 pages book. Uh, it will be uh, available through, through the Aina offensive in America. Oh, so great. he is taking care of the distribution and it is uh, really a, a wide range of uh, topics uh, dealt with. It's not like 
what I did previously with the shock tilt, which was my uh, like my fanzine tribute to postmortem uh, underground culture, tape culture. Uh, here I have expanded into uh, dealing with a lot of uh, other topics like uh, uh, philosophy and um, cinema, literature, poetry, art, true crime, spirituality. It's all uh, woven together in a very in a very graphic way. There are uh, some interviews as well or recorded conversations and uh, it is extremely packed with information there is uh, a chapter in it dealing with with the whole uh, uh, post-mortem tape scene of course and also a chapter focusing on Met Gamnerbone and the whole Newcastle scene of uh, of industrial music. This is uh, one of my one of my passions, and also uh, I've dealt with uh, with the whole phenomena of uh, human bone instrumentation, uh, the Swedish. Uh, uh, occultist and serial killer of the 1930s, uh, Sigvar Turneman and his uh, gang called the Magiska Cirkeln, the Magic Circle. I helped out with a, uh, a book that came out a couple of years ago on Aina that uh, dealt with this topic and I had a lot of extra material. so. Uh, it uh, sort of uh, grew into this uh, into this volume that's that I'm about to put out now. So this will be the first installation in a series of books that I am publishing. This is the first, and the sequel will be called uh, Stygelser, which means abominations, and this is uh, a similar format where I deal with instead of a black metal culture or the essence of this culture, not not any of the celebrities as such, but instead I I dig deep into the into what I consider as the core of of the whole genre, which is completely unrelated to to metal music or some kind of uh, metal head fraternity. I don't give a fuck about any of that, and I, I would say I am as far away from that as I can probably come. I have no interest whatsoever in into stroking any of their inflated ego dicks, or it's it's simply to find the kind of uh, vibe that got me going back back then. And uh, I have had a lot of uh, 
remarkable material submitted to it also and donated from from some of the old uh, stalwarts of the of the scene. So th this is very exciting and it's more or less done. But I I want to finish uh, gift Nolan first. So, but uh, this is coming out. Um, next year and gift nolan is coming out this summer and like i said it will be distributed by aina offensive i will not deal with any of that and uh, so people can turn to them uh, it will be properly announced but i i would say that there is a lot for for the listeners of noise extra to to dig into there you sent me a selection of pages of gift nolan is that? I'm sure I said it wrong. Oh, here we go. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a this is a classic. Already 20 years ago, you were uh, kind of uh, deconstructing the Swedish language, and it, it's like William Burroughs talking about the world. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's it's very true, and it's funny. I, I was actually telling the Connollys earlier today that I think you were the first person to send me a pronunciation of Swedish words, like an audio clip. So I knew Please, how to say something. yes, I love that. <laughs> so yeah, even way back then, I was yeah, I was still yeah, butchering yeah, yeah. your poor language. Yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but, I, I think you do a good job. Still <laughs> trying. Well, trying. Just go real fast. Go real fast. And <laughs> just go, go fast and it. don't point it out every yeah. time, and I, and I should be okay. <laughs> but you sent me some photographs or some of the pages from this forthcoming book, and it, it exactly. looks amazing. It looks uh, really fantastic, and got me very, very excited to see the finished product. So yeah, lots, lots there for listeners of Noise Extra and all fans of industrial culture. I think and. It's very heavily your art style. I mean, much like shock tilt, right? This is it's an extension of your view. So you can expect to find pages looking like a, a killer Stigelsa tape cover or any of the collage work that any people have seen from you over the years, which I think is really nice. It's a very visual piece of work. Thank you. Yeah, I, I worked a lot with with that. And also I wanted to like really push the boundaries for what to do, I I would say, without sounding too bold, uh, that it's uh, uh, nothing that has been done before to this extent that it has. So uh, it, it is really top-notch. I also got a lot of uh, contributions from other artists, like, um, for instance, uh, Tancredi Valeri, who is uh, a disciple of Odd Nerdrum one of the most famous painters uh, of Norway all time and uh, all kinds of uh, strange uh, photography from uh, original art and uh, text uh, submissions. So it, it's really, I, I have curated this issue. It's not only my own, my own uh, work, but also that of many others. So it will be exciting to see um, the, the final result because I really lay down a lot of effort into this and uh, I will finally be able to relax a bit once this is out because it has been so much work I, I never could have imagined. Like I, I did not want anything to be like this uh, uh, 
even if it has a lot of the traditional uh, industrial uh, like cut and paste style layout i still wanted the almost art nouveau jugend style design to it as well to uh, to make it feel something that could stand the tests of time not just uh, become outdated once some band has released new uh, new uh, material or or whatever it's it should be a point of reference in a, in a sense the same it, it should be the same thing as when opening up uh, like industrial culture handbook or mm. or uh, uh, something similar like um, the exit anthology this was uh, a huge inspiration but still i want i i felt i needed to take things further to to reinvent and not just uh, try to copy what has been done before but th- there is new territory that needs to be paved even looking back 20 years ago, I would say you're very well versed in industrial culture, especially the artwork and the print form, because I remember trading, you know, scans of hard to find industrial zines and stuff way back then. And oh, yes. You showed me a lot of that stuff and, and turned me on to a lot of stuff that I wouldn't have found certainly that soon otherwise likewise and you were you were an amazing resource for it back then so i really appreciate that it's definitely part of why this podcast exists is you know being in contact with you very early on thank you so much honored and uh well it's uh something i i feel uh, i gave back the love i had for this um, marginalized form of culture with uh, shock tilt this uh, I, I did kind of four issues but it's two volumes of each i began working on the third definitive uh, volume of shock tilt years ago and i still haven't finished this one but uh, sooner or later it will come there was a 10 year gap between number one and number two so why not yeah, I think that I think that fits. And and for you, what is the what is the importance of the written word documentation in this underground? Well, I I think it is what uh, makes it stand the tests of time. In a sense, I became very immersed into this whole underground thing through reading fanzines and receiving flyers all this uh, printed matter in general so it has always been an equal port i would say yeah so the the whole printed matter is is very important especially now in the in the times of of information technology celebrating new conquests for each day it it becomes uh, even more important i think to to push also the way the printed word is uh, it's being used at least in sweden now we are having we have been entering a form of totalitarian government and uh, they are beginning to really hit down on our freedom of expression and uh, freedom of speech of course this is nothing new i, I 
personally think uh, such a thing as freedom of speech has never existed. There has only been a like a certain degree of what is allowed to say do, of course. Uh, but uh, now we are having in in the in Europe, the European Union are trying to enforce a new law called chat control. I don't know if you have heard about this, but it is giving the authorities full right to monitor all uh, telephone calls, text messages, email, internet traffic, like everything we do in terms of communication except letters, which they can't read yet. But uh, all of this will be stored uh, on servers and they will have artificial intelligence uh, scanning it through to have uh, to, to find sexually sensitive material. And this will then be checked through by some government uh, officials that will go into the most uh, intimate of our conversations and uh, photographies, whatever. And uh, this is justified with uh, with their uh, struggle against uh, child abuse. And of course, this is nothing anyone could uh, protest against such a noble cause. But in reality, it's really a big step towards the uh, the grave new world, the totalitarian police state, which is slowly appearing here. We have uh, in my hometown, we have had police drones flying around entire days, like uh, it has felt as if in a post-apocalyptic dystopia, just to see all this shit. We have had uh, very uh, a lot of things that people would never have accepted 10 years ago is suddenly just being uh, forced into our throats. It's uh, very sad. And we're seeing this so many places. Yeah. We see it everywhere. And the written word, like you're saying, exactly. is more important than ever now, in a way. Yes, it is. And I, I would say it is the last resort that we have for uh, expressing what, whatever it may be. And uh, uh, it's, it's important not to, like, out of, out of laziness. It, it is important not to just let it slip out of our hands, but to actually make the most out of it and to continue to, to work with it. It's like, uh, in a sense, I, I welcome this um, back to basics, this return to old ways, since it, uh, it, it will most likely make people more creative again. Yeah, I mean, we're... we're it, I feel that... It's the, it's the lessons we're we've learned from the industrial culture handbook. Mm -hmm. It's, it's the, what was laid out for us in those early days that we all took inspiration from and continue to, but it's just accelerated so much now that we still look back to these things for those lessons. And something like shock tilt is absolutely in that 
world and such an important document that exists and and it's just and now with this new book it's just i just see you putting that into action is is such an important and exciting thing and having physical copies of things like putting things out where you can actually possess a physical copy because how many times are we trying to you know locate a zine when we're doing an interview or talking about something and, and we can't find it and you know these things you think yeah. everything's going to be around forever but it's not even if it was even once on the internet guess what that's that's not going to last exactly and that that is uh, also a very important lesson that i've learned with uh, with all of this and it's one of the reasons why i will be like this uh, new book uh, gift nord and i will do a print on demand with the hopes of people just getting it so it will be through the directly from the printer and uh, uh, I, I also took over uh, a risograph machine printing yeah. machine from uh, Tommy Carlson so this has been uh, uh, producing some amazing stuff before it came to me he really redefined how to use that certain art uh, medium for the maximum uh, effect, I, I would say. Uh, so I have this printing machine also, so I'm doing a few uh, like smaller editions of art scenes and uh, uh, prints and, uh, and so further. But it has been uh, uh, really, I, I think, the most important uh, thing for me personally is that... Uh, uh, things become accessible. It has been a struggle I've been having my my entire career, I would say. And some, uh, I'm not exactly proud of how I've uh, dealt with some things or lack of doing so. But uh, I hope that uh, with this uh, like new distribution possibilities and so on, uh, it's uh, possible to focus properly on making things uh, happen instead it's uh, interesting what you spoke about before with the with the industrial culture handbook and so on. i had uh, a couple of years ago i uh, had the opportunity to uh, to organize a live show here in in my town uh, when i was running an art gallery and uh, it, it turned out that the tune generator from spk was joining as a member of the band oh, Last wow. Dominion Lost. So we sat in my kitchen here for an entire night having the late uh, late discussions about uh, the expansion of the of the global uh, police state and the duties as a cultural worker to do whatever one can to, to prevent this or to at least uh, plant seeds in the whole uh, mechanism of uh, oppression and uh, hopefully it will uh, it will grow and uh, uh, sooner or later it will all tremble to fall collapse and something else may grow uh, we are in some interesting times for sure and that's why i think it's necessary not to not to just stay passive and uh, instead to actively contribute to to uh, to the continued um, 
to to the continuation of the entire underground culture because it's uh, nowadays it's more needed than uh, it ever was before and w- what is uh, what was almost like a cliche rantings 10 20 30 40 years ago in these circles it's has uh, indeed turned out to to come true and it is way darker than anyone could ever expected in the wildest uh, imagination so no absolutely and i and i say that the, the our writings and and releases and titles and and even these episodes and when i say our i mean everyone in the underground though these are our weapons to fight against this and to push against this and to ultimately for everyone to take it down, you know, bring it down with mm-hmm. the underground. Yeah. And, and that's what, that's what, the, that's what tapes are. That's what LPs are. That's what titles are. It's, it's more than music and it's more than sound and always has been. And I think more than ever now it, that's, it, it demands that because we are truly in some of the darkest times uh, that for any of us who have mm-hmm. been, you know, in our lifetime, and pushing back against people that are demanding censorship in the underground. Yeah, it's absolutely. just ridiculous. What's it for? Then where, where does freedom lie if it's not here? Yeah, uh, I, I entirely agree. Of course, there is some, uh, there is a lot I would not do uh, nowadays that I, I just find uh, uh, distasteful or let's say, I, but it's not, not out of any, any other that's more like a personal choice but right. i think there must mm-hmm. be a, a a total freedom of expressing whatever there is a lot of morally restricted or people trying to to force these moral restrictions upon those doing what we do so it's important to to carry on to to do it despite of this i think uh, there is a lot of this uh, like the cancel culture phenomena all this i have not experienced so much but people have to question what is the exact point of doing enough that they should instead focus on uh, preventing the true forces of uh, of oppression and uh, abuse that is it is so constant and so uh, total that uh, it's uh, hardly noticed sometimes because it's so normalized in our lives and uh, well i i would say there is a, a, a need for noise with content in in the years to come it has always been so i I hope more people will will get into that, not just noise for noise sake. Oh, uh, a- no, absolutely. And, yeah. and that's something that your work, mm-hmm. we've seen f- from Survival Unit to Alphamania to your solo work, which does approach sound and art and titles separately than Alphamania or Survival Unit, the, the work under your own name. 
And some some of these some just absolutely incredible albums under your own name. And with with these records, it seems maybe you're going a little more to the to those early post postmortem influences. If I if if I'm reading some of it right, of course, most of the titles are in Swedish, so you know we're we're going with what we can decipher. What but- we can get through the. The yeah. translator. Great, yeah. yeah, yeah, great. Translate. Yeah, exactly. Great. Oh, that's right. 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 Thanks, Greg. But, yeah. but that, that first solo record, now you're going to have to say the name. I, I I won't even attempt it. Yeah. Okay. At vara där jag var innan jag var jag. So, to be where I was before I was me. And this is uh, actually a reference to scre- Screaming Jay Hawkins. Oh, wow. So, oh. Excellent. And yeah, yeah. Just, just an incredible album and when did you decide that it was time to start something different and just to go about it under your own name yeah it it was actually i i had my first solo ex art exhibition in gothenburg in uh, in uh, let's see 2009 and uh, before that i had done some some uh, like solo work more or less not so serious but uh, it, it had uh, it had some uh, seriousness to it still i uh, but uh, it was after uh, this exhibition i had at utmarken uh, venue run by the uh, you all should be familiar with utmarken in gothenburg that the uh, ette uh, people run and uh, they they also had a record label called Natmaran, the Nightmare, the, uh, like the the mare, the hag. Uh, and this label was short-lived. They did two LPs. One was mine, and the other one was Cellarbornen, the Basement Children. But the I think it was uh, the Etestupa people who encouraged me to uh, to push what I was doing under my own name, and like I felt uh, there was a need to show that I was uh, entirely committed to what I do beyond working under artist uh, double identity or uh, pseudonyms artist names and masks, whatever. It was uh, demasking and just to uh, make such uh, uh, genuine expression from my inner way of seeing things. And I kind of also felt uh, it was a way to uh, to pay tribute to the whole uh, sound art scene, although also as a way of uh, sticking my finger into its wound. And uh, um, since I I do not consider myself as an academic in any way, I am a working class person with no real academic education to speak of and uh, all of this but still i can do it as well as anyone else um, 
So working on their own name, why not? Uh, it does not need. Like, I spent a lot of time at Fylkingen performing, and of course, I, I uh, got to learn a great deal from these people too. And it was uh, a fitting way to to make a homage to this tradition of electronic experimental music. But the whole the solo LP was recorded in uh, in uh, different locations. I always uh, try to do it also with the uh, the later recordings. I try to utilize the full sonic potential of the, the room or the spaces that I record in. Uh, it becomes a form of um, instrument in itself and uh, through doing this i i began to uh, go really back to basics with with the way so i I worked with sound and uh, uh, utilize uh, different uh, instruments from swedish uh, folk music tradition like the sitter and uh, there are these uh, Birch horns like the, that you use for calling the cattle in the past. The, the in the mountains, so this is a quite traditional. You can see it on the Börsum Philosophum album cover. So several of these, and also some uh, some um, I had some. Uh, uh, Instruments custom built. Uh, a Mexican artist living in Gothenburg, David Herrerias. He uh, is a really talented occult artist, uh, much like uh, in the tradition of Osnos Spare. So, but he he offered to uh, to craft me a human femur trumpet. So he did this, and this I've used a lot too, and. Uh, Really to to do whatever is at hand, also to create sound. I I did a, a soundtrack for a children's book. Actually, that's uh, quite uh, it's one of the more different uh, assignments I've had in, uh, in my career, and it's a book called. Uh, um, Skogvaktaren och vettarna, um, like the forest watcher and the fairies, something like that, written in 1905 by a, a theosophist in Scotland by the name John Duncan. <laughs> so it is not uh, it is not our John right, Duncan. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> <Another one. laughs> But this is a very it's a very dark uh, story, and uh, it's a graphic uh, novel. Also. So uh, the illustrations are fantastic. And uh, at first, I felt very skeptical whether I should do it or not. But then, uh, in the last minute, it all fell into place, and I think it really managed to to channel the atmospheres and the energies around this book. And it's uh, 
all of this has taken me in a different uh, course. Like I see also one of the reasons for me working with the sound is it's uh, self uh, transformative and it's uh, it's a spiritual practice for me. It becomes a way of connecting with uh, or disconnecting myself from from the from uh, civilization, from society, and this life, and to become one with the otherness or it's really a form of almost uh, out of body experience the same goes for uh, when we did the uh, tournament improvisations like the piano the improvisations for the grand piano that turned out also like uh, nothing what i had expected but it uh, it simply was created out of itself I uh, can't express it in in different ways, but it's a very rewarding thing to work with. And uh, I'm extremely glad that people seem to be interested also in the material that I do on my own, uh, under my own name, because I I really enjoy doing this. And it's a way to work without any restrictions. And uh, I'm very um, at ease, uh, very satisfied with with doing it and i was glad to return to perform in in america uh, as a solo act i did all uh, perform in oakland at the uh, terminus venue right yes uh yeah or terminal yeah. yeah terminal yeah okay uh and uh, this was uh, this was 2017 i think or no 2016 i it, it was great to be back i really hope that uh, that I will be able to do more shows in in the United States. I think uh, there is so much uh, great. Uh, you have a real uh, rich history of electronic music, industrial music. It is in a way more living than it is in uh, Europe. In Europe, it is smaller, of course, but uh, you find a lot of uh, very dedicated people in. Uh, in the United States, and I, I find it very inspiring. I never uh, would have thought that I I would have <laughs> said this actually at some point <laughs> because I, in my uh, early days, I considered like uh, America almost uh, like uh, uh, out of the question due to due to other reasons. But uh, I'm really glad that. Um, well, uh, some of my earliest inspirations, like uh, Coup de Grasse by uh, uh, Michael Moynihan's project and uh, all the Inner X music stuff, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Factrix, German Shepherds, Deviation Social. Uh, n- n- well, not to talk about all, all the great uh, noise stuff. <laughs> so on. it's really amazing and it has been it has been very inspiring to to uh, hang out with the person like uh, Sean Reagan uh, uh, sharing a lot of these uh, obsessions and uh, um, also at a similar if not worse level of fanaticism <laughs> about it so 
I'm uh, I'm excited. So I, I think there is a lot of uh, interesting collaborations coming on American soil. Excellent. At least I hope so. Well, we you know you know we uh, you are more than welcome and demanded here in Los Angeles Absolutely. at some point. So we gotta we gotta make that happen in the near future. Yes, I, I'm very uh, sad that things did not work out. We were coming with uh, with the, uh, the there was going to be some shows with Alfarmania and Genocide Organ, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But uh, I don't really know what happened with that. Well, of co- of course, it was the pandemic that happened. But uh, actually, earlier today, the w- one of the persons who was going to organize in Los Angeles wrote me. So we see what will happen. Um, hopefully, there will be some Alfarmania show in, in LA. Excellent. What you were hitting on, and really what we've been talking about this whole time, just is living this life and it's a life that mm-hmm. that we've chose you chose Roger Dominic Sean whoever all these people were talking about we this is the the life we've chose to live and it's it is an everyday thing for all of us and like you said there's there's ebbs and flows there's ups and downs but i feel right now especially with your work and especially with this book coming out i do feel that you are at a new level right now of where your life is taking you. And it's really exciting to see like, like your, your solo output, looking back at, at the survival unit stuff, looking forward to the alpha mania LP. It's a really exciting time. And I do feel that there is an energy right now with some people, a lot of people we've talked about today Mm -hmm. that is just feeding each other. We're just all feeding each other and just, Everyone is is living to that fullest, and it's it's exciting to see, and it's exciting to talk about. And I think throughout this conversation, that's something that that really is the over overarching theme: is that this is this life, this life of the underground, this life in the underground that we've all chosen is it. it, it there's nothing else. There's there's nothing else in the world that can that can really get at what we're all getting at. That's it's the underground, and that's where we've all we all exist and continue to exist. And we can look back at the people who inspired us, look towards the future. But I mean, Christian, right now you're just at a really great zone, and and it's exciting to see what you have in store for us for the future. Thank you so much. I can only fully agree. Uh, there is a lot of things I would have done differently, and uh, I have many regrets for like ways things turned out. But still, it's like you say, it's uh, it's a way of life, and uh, for me, I can only like see how to do things. Now it's uh, with time you become humble and uh, lo- uh, hopefully one learns from from the mistakes made and uh, to take uh, take it for uh, to do the most out of it in a constructive way and not to let it become defeat. So I I, I feel uh, very 
I, I feel there is some interesting times ahead, actually, and I feel I, I never had this uh, clarity and of my vision and how to uh, how to accomplish and to carry it through. Like I, I really hope that this, uh, uh, if uh, at least uh, half of what is done now will uh, come into into reality it's it will be really remarkable and uh, i'm uh, excited to see that that uh, it's one of the things i love about the whole underground thing it's the way it's or it's contagious you know it's uh, <laughs> if it's in a good way it can uh, motivate many others to to accomplish great things together and uh, the whole networking aspect is uh, really uh, fantastic, and it's uh, it's what keeps me going to to see that there is actually you you are not alone in in the passions and uh, obsessions, but uh, there are so many other people out there doing incredible work and. Uh, it's all connected somehow, and I I feel uh, very grateful to be a part of this all all of this, and uh, I think uh, it's all also that the of course one can one can be nostalgic about past and uh, find a lot of interesting stuff done in in previous days, but still one has to push things forwards and and to uh, carry on the, the legacy it's like seeing a person like uh, like uh, Mikko Aspa who is just giving his entire uh, life to doing what he thinks is uh, worth doing and producing such insane amounts of material and just uh, uh, th- th- there is no end, no stopping to uh, to the level of uh, creativity. Uh, oh, and absolutely! I, I think that's uh, it's uh, inspiring to see so many people, and also to meet people in person. I think is important to uh, to remember that it's actually people that is behind this. It's not just. Uh, uh, some uh, corporate uh, business just generating new new products to to uh, to gain more money, but it is people burning for what they do and giving uh, all for it. I, and uh, that's I'm uh, I'm very grateful to be part of of that whole. Uh, network i think it's uh, it's taking it, it, everything is cyclical i think uh, the cycles of time they uh, they come back in a, although in in different uh, manifestations but uh, as it is right now i think we are uh, in the beginning of a very interesting new cycle of uh, groundbreaking and it's 
severe times call for severe measures. <laughs> Absolutely. And in, the, in these dark times, the underground will light the fires and show us the way. And it, I, I'm, I think yeah, so. Absolutely. Well, is the next thing to come out from you going to be the book? Is that the plan at least? Yeah, that, that is the plan. Uh, and it will be followed by tape on Advaita in Japan. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, then uh, uh, cassette or whatever it will be, this album of material for hospital that is uh, called Somnambul Knivnoid. I could go on forever, <laughs> we, but I think we, we, uh, we can listen to you and talk to you yeah, forever. We certainly listen. <laughs> uh, so let's just say we're going to do it here in Los Angeles sooner yeah. than later. Yeah. This was incredible. Yes, I, I hope so. Thank you a lot for a very rewarding oh, conversation. This is, I was, oh, thank, you. Uh, thank you, Christian. Worried. I was worried that I would uh, not... Uh, <laughs> Uh, know what to talk oh, about. Well, I, but, no, know, I, 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 we, it's not, yeah. a, not a problem. No, we had no fear. This was absolutely incredible. What, what a, what a great, what a great talk and, and a great time. It's a great honor to, to, uh, to appear on, on your show. Well, I must well, say it's a, a very good company and what you do is exceptionally good. It's uh, the exact, uh, kind of, um, um, very in-depth investigations like uh, into certain releases and so on uh, that I require. It's not... Not for beginners. That's, <laughs> That's right. I can't wait. N- next level. <laughs> I can't wait to use your book as a resource. Oh, absolutely! I'm very, very excited to I, get that. I hope you will. You will like it. So, okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you All so right. much. Thank you so very it's much, Christian. This was awesome. Morning. Have a have a good evening. And uh, now in Sweden, it is midsummer. Uh, <laughs> Eve, so everyone is totally shit faced, ah, drunk. It's so around, nice. <laughs> it's just around midnight. So uh, take care. All right. Yeah, yeah you have too. A, Thank you. Have a good Bye. Bye. You have been listening to Noise Extra. Noise Extra is brought to you by Chondritic Sound, a home to noise artists for over 20 years, by Verdant Weapons, maker of quality contact microphones and noise devices, and by our Patreon supporters. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash noise extra, and your support really helps. You can find us on Instagram at noise extra, on the web at noiseextra.com, one E in those, and on Twitter at noise extra, with three A's at the end. Thank you for listening to us and to noise.